Ted DiBiase. He is WWE's Hall of Fame's Million Dollar Man. That's right. Professional wrestler extraordinaire. (laughs) Best known for his role as the villainous Million Dollar Man of the World Wrestling Federation, now known as the WWE, because the organization that saves animals sued them. I think that's how it went down. I have no idea. Ted literally traveled the world with the WWF, wrestling in some of the biggest venues in the world, like Madison Square Garden, the Superdome, the Sky Dome, the Tokyo Dome, and Wembley Stadium. Good night, Wembley! After six years with the WWF, seeing his likeness made into action figures, characters, and video games, and his face on everything from T-shirts to pinball machines. True story. I saw one of those once. Really? Yeah. He ended his active career at the end of 1993 due to a neck injury, and then he went on to become a uh, ringside manager and commentator with the WWF from 1994 to the fall of 96. During that time, he managed such wrestling superstars as Stone Cold Steve Austin, nice. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, that should be your nickname. I like that one I have better to get than tat- Tim the Tool. I have to get my head tattooed first. True story. Yep. Ted finished his career working for the Ted Turner-owned World Championship Wrestling, WCW, from the fall of 96 to fall of 99, spending a total of 25 years in the industry. Today, after authoring a book about his life entitled Every Man Has His Price, Ted is a full-time minister and motivational speaker. He's also a spokesperson for and board member of the Sunshine Foundation. This organization grants wishes to terminally ill and handicapped children. The website is milliondollarman.com, and that's all the time we have. Th- uh, Ted DiBiase, thank you for that interview. I appreciate that a lot. It was great. Well done. How the heck are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Drew, how are you? Nah, I don't want to get into me. It's your interview right now. Do you ever get tired of... Yeah. No, because you're... You know, people expect you to be million-dollar man-ish, but you're not an arrogant, filthy rich jerk who has a black slave, right? That's not you. That, that is not me. No. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at an autograph signing today in Syracuse, New York, and I can't tell you how many people have come up to the table and gone... You know, Ted, please don't be offended, but I hate your guts. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you. A job, you know, I was supposed to, you know, if you actually would have liked me, I'd have been worried about you. Yeah. You know, my, you know, because my character was just that. My character was the composite opposite of everything that God would have you be. Isn't that weird? That's just weird. It's like you played Satan for so many years, you know? Yeah, it, it was, you know, and it. And of course, that's part of my story. I mean, I got all wrapped up in it. That well, I mean, I never, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't start treating people like less than me or whatever. But the ego trip and the whole thing, so many, you know, uh, celebrities go through. I, I went through it, and it, it literally cost me everything. But uh, by the grace of God, I, I saw the light, as they say, and uh, and I have a wife that uh, stood by me and gave me a second chance, and uh, I took that ball, ran with it, and uh, never thought I'd be a minister, but. God had a plan, and uh, I've been walking it ever since. <laughs> um, Ted, I, I I told you a little bit about. Well, you got a text from me last Sunday, a bizarre. No, it wasn't a text. It was a voicemail message, because I was at an event, and the only person I know who would appreciate the fact that I was at this event was you, and so I phoned you and I left you a bizarre voicemail message, and it said something like, "Dude, I'm at my first ever wrestling match." 
and I have had the most hilarious time of my life. I have I just, it was, and now I actually get it. Now I get it. I mean, for years, Ted, I didn't get what you were all about. I mean, I had childhood memories of, you know, Andre the French Giant throwing midgets around the, wait, can we call them midgets, Tim? What do we call them now? Vertically challenged. Vertically challenged people around the ring. Um, I had I have childhood memories of the the sheik doing the claw and, and 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 getting people to pass out in the choke or whatever the heck of the camel clutch that was it the camel clutch the Teat Ranch All Star Wrestling Federation I do remember that as well but, but I'd never been to a match and and man I went to this thing and it was you know I mean it wasn't anything like the real deal it was it was in this dingy bar. It was a um, ad hoc setup. There were forty five people who were all formerly on the Jerry Springer show sitting ah! in the audience, and With three teeth among them. And it was it was just bizarre. And it was so interesting that the whole idea is it, is it gives us permission as as fans or as viewers of this entertainment to start chirping another human being that we don't know but they just there's a good guy there's a bad guy there's a good guy there's a bad guy and you just rip on the bad guy it's so fun well and you know again you know uh the wwe today grants more wishes for make-a-wish than in any other entity more wishes than the nfl the nba the nhl any of them because it's about it's about good versus evil and I mean, my parents told me way back during the depression that wrestling thrived because people, even though they didn't have much money, they would go to wrestling because they could vent their frustration. They, they yeah. identified with the good guy who was getting his butt kicked <laughs> and had to rise like the Phoenix from the ashes to make the big comeback. And they saw themselves in that. And so that, that's, that's what wrestling's always been. And I think that's why it's, it's, it's stayed so popular. Yeah, well, there were there was a, a variety of characters in this wrestling match. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and I uh, I liked it so much, Ted. I this is the, I'm going to have to admit this. Just between you and I, I'm <laughs> I'm going to go to another wrestling match. <laughs> I'm going to go to a little bit fancier one. Just a little bit fancier. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I I've spent you know here's the thing, Ted. I don't know whether you know this about me, but I'm pretty judgmental. Right, I I have the sp- no, no, not you. Really. Stop it! <laughs> I have the spiritual gift of pessimism, you know, and uh, and I have just made fun of so many things in my lifetime. Everything from yoga dudes and their man buns. By the way, there's a new Ken doll out that has a man bun. No. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, Maybe GI Joe can kick his nice, nice GI Joe can kick Ken's oh. man bun. I like it, oh, um, but God. but I've made I made and soccer players. Come on, I still make fun of them with their faking of injuries. Like I'm a Canadian, and when we when us hockey players get a a stick in the face and it splits our lip and we bleed all. I say we like I've, that's never happened to me, but I mean, you know, Canadians. Uh, we, we keep going. You keep playing. Oh, yeah, you don't sprawl all over the ice. Now the odd the odd Russian player does that. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> but anyway, well, I... Just so you know, just so you know, yeah. the very first injury, the very first time, you know, like, you know, you're, you're not a veteran until you have your first wound. Well, the first wound in sports that I had was I stopped a hockey puck with my face. Nice! <laughs> well done! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you really? That was my your... nose, to be more exact. You know, I was, uh, I was a kid about, I was probably 13 years old, and, uh, living in Oman, Nebraska, and when the first freeze would come, 
when they knew it was coming, they would they would bank off this corner of this big park across the street from where I lived, and they'd flood it, and they would ice over, and, and all the kids would go and play sandlot hockey, you know. So I was the goalie, and of course, and this is true, the first hockey mask, the original, the one you see Jason wear. On yeah, TV, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I've got one of those. came out. And I had one. Of course, the rest of my gear was uh, like a catcher's gear playing baseball. Yep. The only thing that was a real goalie was a goalie stick. And so <laughs> all my buddies, they saw the hockey mask, right? And they said, you're not going to wear that, are you? In other words, you know, what are you, a wuss? You're going to wear that <laughs> yeah. thing? And so because of the peer pressure, I said, nah, I ain't going to wear it. Well, there you go. That's Right funny. between the eyes. I stopped the shot, but, you know. Yeah, stitches and, and that was, oh my gosh. and uh, that puck to the to the head is really the catalyst for you getting into wrestling. Because after that, you couldn't think straight. So why not join into wrestling? You know, I remember when you and I did that Glenn Allen TV show. Uh, it was a Good News Sports or something like that. And we went out to the to the pub afterwards. And I know you're not a drinker, so we want to get that out there now. But well, you're not a ferocious drinker. I don't I don't remember if you had a drink. But the point is, we went out to this place. It was a, had food and there were other drinks. And uh, some guy came up to you. We were all sitting there. Came up and said, "Hey, excuse me, man." This guy was hammered. Goes, uh, "Anyone ever tell you you look like Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man?" And you just laughed. That's all you did was laugh, yeah. and the guy went, uh, "Okay," and he walked away. <laughs> but then he came back, and he was like, "It's you, isn't it? It's you." And you were just so gracious. You're a pretty gracious dude. And and the thing that surprises me is, you know, you're about 473 years older than than ah. when you were the Million Dollar Man, and people <laughs> people still recognize yeah. you. It's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, what's even more amazing, I mean. If Vince McMahon is a genius at doing anything, it's marketing this product. I mean, I, last in the last two years, I went to to New Zealand and Australia, respectively, and I had never been in a, either country in my life. I had never wrestled there, and I, I went, uh, you know, well, I went both times for uh, like ministry opportunities, and, uh, and and I'm sorry, and and one was uh, like one of these events like I'm doing now, like a Comic-Con. Yeah. But I was in I was in Wellington, New Zealand, and I'm walking around on the street and just, you know, I'm just looking around. And if I, if I, if I took one, I took 20 selfies with people who walked up on the street and recognized me. But the amazing thing is, are the, are the young kids, there's young kids here in Syracuse that have come up to the table today and they know who I am because they have the network and they watch all the old stuff. But it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing that yeah. I could go to Scotland or England or someplace and all these kids know me. Oh, yeah, I you're... One of the old, you know, the old-timers, you know, the, here, here's the one that really puts you, keeps, you know, keeps your, 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 your ego in check. <laughs> this little kid comes up and he gets the autograph and he says, yeah, I've watched all your stuff. I love the, the Million Dollar Man. And as he leaves me, so, yeah, by the way, you're my grandmother's favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Oh, boy. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah. All of a sudden, Ted DiBiase drop kicks the kid, right? And Get out of here, you little punk. Um, who, oh, Ted, of all the characters that you wrestled against back in the day, who was the character that you that you kind of went, oh, I wish I, I wish I could play that character? Well, that probably would have been Hulk Hogan. He yeah. was making all the money. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And I actually, and I, you know, and I did. I, I had my run with the Hulkster and, 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 and made some good money working with him. Uh, I tell you, you know, I, I honestly enjoyed wrestling because 
who came from the same kind of school of psychology wrestling was was Bret Hart. And we, we, we wrestled a couple of matches, but we never got to do what we call a program where we were wrestling each other all the time. And uh, you know, we had a couple of great matches. And, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, okay, so your your dad was a wrestler. Your son is a – wait, I'm not up with the career on your son here. Is he still going? No, you know, he uh, he finally took his dad his advice. So I, you know, it was one of those things, you know, when he when he told me, you know, I, he, I put him through college. He gets a degree in business administration that tells me he wants to be a wrestler. <laughs> I almost fainted. And so he says, Dad, you've always been my hero. I've always wanted to be like you. And I understood. i got to let him go try this, even though he knows my story and the whole deal. If I don't, it's going to drive a wedge in our relationship. And he's going to wonder the rest of his life if he could have done it. Yeah, and so he went and he did it, and he did really, really good. Well, and it, during that process of those five years, he got married, and then his wife gets pregnant, and and when his first child was born, he happened to have had an ankle injury, and he was home for the first two months of his of his of his his baby's life. Yeah, and so I get the call one day. Said, Dad, first I don't want to hear those words. And I said, What words might those be? I told you so. Yeah, I said okay. I won't say it. So what's up? He says, I just wanted you to know my contract's coming up with WWE and I'm not going to resign. And I said, and why? And I said, he says, well, because you were right. He said, you know, to be a star in this business, which is the only, the only way you should be in wrestling because it's the only way you're going to make enough money to in the future do something else or have something is to be a star. And if you're a star in that company, it is your life. You're, you're married to it. And he says, I, I, I won't have a family. Right. And I said, bingo. Yeah. So I won't say those words, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he, you know, he didn't resign with them. And, uh, and, you know, he kind of went through an identity crisis for a year or two, but now he's flying man. He, uh, he's vice president of development for an insurance company. And, uh, he is, He's been hired by the state of Mississippi to uh, do the, like the John Maxwell training thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, for, yep. a, for leadership all the state stuff. employees, yep. leadership stuff, and and so he's, you know, he's he's doing really good. So that's good. Very proud. Good. That's awesome. That's good news. MillionDollarMan.com is the website. On the line with Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase is uh, hey, my favorite place. Say, you know, I, I when I hit when I hit the border. My first stop is Tim's, man. Would you stop it? I love it. Tim Horton's coffee, and I even drink it at home. There you go. Wow. Good man. Good man. What kind of sponsorship do you have? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> hey, tell us about this uh, this little comedy club tour thing that that uh, that you do, and we'll be doing more because I want our people to follow this because you are a well, great storyteller. You've got some phenomenal stories. Uh, anyway, I'll shut up and let you tell the stories. Well, you know, the, I actually, I came up and I, I did a, a charity event for a guy named Jan Murphy, who's a journalist in Ontario, and uh, he also writes some stuff for WWE, and, uh, you know, I gave him a break on the deal because the, the charity was raising money for, for disadvantaged kids, and which is something that my, you know, I, my heart is, is for, uh, you know, because we do these sports camps and stuff in Mississippi, and we try to help the inner city kids and, and kids that are coming from broken homes. And so he said, he said, listen to me, he says, Ted, he said, you know that thing like, the, and he says, Mick Foley's doing it, Jake's doing it, he said, even JR's doing it, and uh, you know, Jim Duggan. 
I said, you mean a comedy club thing? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm not really a comedian. That's true. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and and so he said, he said uh, no, he says, you know, but how many how many road stories do you have in wrestling? I said, oh, my gosh, I could probably write a book. And he said, but yeah, funny stories, but funny things that have happened in, on the road and off the road. And he said, You're, you, you'd be appealing, you know, obviously, when it's advertised to a wrestling crowd. And, you know, and if you also give them the opportunity to ask questions that, you know, everybody always wants to see behind the curtain. And I said, you know, you're right. So we gave it a try and it just, it went over so well. And, uh, you know, through Jan, we, we arranged a, like an eight day run. I think it was after, right after WrestleMania. And, uh, and so, uh, we had a lot of fun doing it and, and, uh, and had, we had great response. And of course, you know, when fans start asking questions, invariably somebody's going to ask that question. And when they ask that question, you know, then I'm, then I get my opportunity to, to say, you know, by the way, you know, uh, Jesus Christ changed my life. You know, I don't go into a sermon or anything like that, but I get the opportunity and, uh, you know, there's always spinoff as a result. So, you know, it's like, uh, I call it marketplace ministry. You know, we got to be visible in the marketplace. You know, you can't sit in church and pray for people. You know, that's not what Jesus said. He said, go make disciples. So, you know, even in a, in, even in a, a comedy club, of course, I had to learn the hard way. You got to be real careful who opens for you. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You know, this one guy, you know, I was like, you know, every other word was F this and F that. And I said, I don't want to ever see him again. <laughs> oh, man. Said, you can't tell a joke without doing that. Something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Ted, how, just before we say goodbye here, uh, first of all, tell me about the Comic Con you're at, you're at right now. Which one is it? It's in, it's in Syracuse. It's called uh, the Salt City Comic Con, Syracuse, New York. Okay. And I'm only here for for today. It's a two day deal, but I'm I'm out of here tomorrow morning. And yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't do a lot of these, but I have fun because you know, like sometimes I'll do an autograph signing where it's just you know you've got like two hours and they line up and you're trying to sign as much as you can so you can make sure everybody gets something. You have to cut the line off. But here it's a relaxed atmosphere and I'm here all day. Oh, very cool. And so, you know, I can, you know, I can talk to the fans and make it, you know, constantly, you know, I, I hear it. I mean, I should write, I should write a book about that. Yeah. The stories that fans have told me about growing up with wrestling and watching wrestling with their grandma or their dad or the, it was the family thing they did. And, uh, you know, that's what, you know, I like hearing those stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially uh, when they tell me that their grandma was the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's nice. That's nice. Well, I I want people to kind of uh, follow you, milliondollarman.com. dot com. Go there and, and uh, keep keep track of this guy because because Ted's going to be uh, doing this comedy club thing and telling stories and giving people a little look behind the curtain. And you got the Facebook going there, don't you, Ted? The Facebook, or do they have to go on the Google yeah, and look for yeah, the oh, Facebook? Oh yeah. Well, you know, you got, I've got milliondollarman.com. dot com. I've got Heart of David Ministry. Dot com and I, I do have uh, I do have a public uh, Facebook page as okay. well. Okay. So you just go to Facebook and uh, write in search million dollar man Ted DiBiase and it'll take you there. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, listen, Ted, you know that I actually I actually like you. Like I didn't think I would. <laughs> And I know that you are a very, very big fan of of me as well, right, Ted? Right? Hello, oh, yeah. hello, Ted. You were you were one of the best, man. <laughs> You're at the top of my list. Stop it. 
didn't tell you which one we're at list, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm using that. I'm so using that line, man. Well done. All right, Ted. Uh, Ted DiBiase, WWE Hall of Fame's million-dollar man. Everybody's got a price. Give me the laugh, Ted. Give me the laugh, baby. Come on, baby. There it is. Everybody's got a price. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ted, I appreciate it, dude. I look forward to seeing you sometime soon, man. You bet. Love you, man. All right. Love you, too. See you, Ted.